It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. We know there was no podcast yesterday. I had a funeral to attend and Kat had an International Women's Day event to attend. How did that go? Oh, really, really good. We had like 35, 40 people here and we ended up hanging out in the boardroom. We did a panel, myself, um, Gail, who's on our brother station, Dave FM, and Lisa, who's on our sister station over in Guelph. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. It was great. Thank you. What kind of questions were they asking? Um, questions range from, well, just we gave our background, um, how we got into radio, um, what it's like as a female in the business, um, and not even necessarily oh, all. Oh, it's great. You get all the advantages <laughs> in the world. All right. Uh, and you not, women have got it easy in this business. Just, the, just no sexism at none, all. None, uh, just some background stuff. Um, and then people came up and asked us personal questions too, which I was I was okay with. You know, like they came up and they wanted to chat and talk about being a woman woman in their business because there was people that ranged from they were business owners, they worked for Crisis Service of Waterloo Region. There were people here from car dealerships uh, that ran their yeah own shops and stuff like that. So very very cool. I like that couple of DMs to start, and then we're going to get to the small pecker site. Uh, This from Rebecca. Hey, Scott, just wanted to drop you a message to say I'm so sorry for your loss. It's truly awful, and I can't believe you had to find out over Facebook. You're in my thoughts. Mm -hmm. This was about my dog, Finn. I got so many messages about that. I bet. Rebecca goes on to say, I'm a big fan of the show. I used to listen to you on the radio when I visited Toronto each year. Love that I can listen to your podcast every day here in England. Thank you for making me smile every day. I hope this message brings a smile to you too, even though you're going through so much. Rebecca, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Another message here. This is from Rob, and it's a little bit longer, but indulge me a little bit. Okay. Scott, just listen to podcast 182. Listening to you talk about getting the munchies... And wanting to eat when you're smoking weed. It's something I also just discovered. I started using cannabis and CBD for aches and pain management instead of pills. The hard thing is wanting to eat everything. I just turned 49, only recently started using cannabis. I have a buddy who's like a son and he's 24. He gave me some really good pointers at what to do so you're not always ordering in. Sober you has to think about high you before you get high. He does things like stops and picks up a sub or something like that that he'll want to eat and he has it in the house and ready beforehand so that he's not ordering in all the time when he's stoned. I've done it and I found it congratulating and thanking sober me because I stocked up on munchies and things to eat ahead of time. Good luck. By the way, it sure does help with aches and pains of getting old. It does make it harder to lose weight though. LOL. Yeah, Rob. You are saying the exact same thing that I thought myself. I eat way too much, but I don't drink nearly as much. And I eat a ton, but I sleep better at night. Is it the CBD then? It's not the THC that's doing it. You think it's the CBD? No, the CBD, I think, is what's helping me sleep better and what gets rid of the general aches and pains. I think it's the THC that makes me want to eat fucking everything. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, cat, it's crazy. Um. We had a story come up this morning, and I think you guys know as After 9 listeners that there's a lot of things we can do in After 9 that we can't do on terrestrial radio. Like say fuck. Like you just did. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things. That's like the main (laughs) thing you can't do. That's the reason why we started this podcast. On terrestrial radio. We like the F word. (laughs) So, a website has just launched, and I didn't want to talk about this on the air this morning because I didn't trust myself. 
But now we can get into it a little bit more. It's a website to introduce people, like a dating style site, where the man has a below average size dick. Think about that for a second. Well, what is average? Maybe you're asking yourself that very question. If you've got a penis, you probably are. What's average, though? Five and a half, five and a half inches. Cat, first reaction. Um, yeah, well, we asked the question on air, too, because I was really, really confused with, A, okay, who's going to sign up for all this? And B, who are the women that are going to sign up? Turns out I was wrong to think automatically this wouldn't be popular because we already had people right off the bat texting us all kinds of things. I thought it was stupid well, when I first read it. And yeah. then as I read some of the texts come in, I'm the same as you. I thought, oh, maybe there is something, there's to, something it. to it. Laura said, by the way, and thank you, Laura. She said she can't wait to check out the podcast. So she's listening for sure. She said the exact hard. It's important that we stress that because people are going to ask the question. Right. Average. 5.16 inches is what she found. Okay. This girl had messaged. She said, I get the whole short or under average desire. I'm five feet tall. Therefore, I'm short. My inner body is short as well. I have had very long and girthy. And I have to say it was extremely uncomfortable at times, painful, I get this. You've had a long and girthy, have you? Somebody with a huge crane. Somebody else asking. Oh, shit. I hate it when people walk down the hall as we're doing stuff like that because they look in here like we're weird. Well, you yelled hard and girthy, big and girthy. You got their attention. I'll bet you he Uh, is, though. He looks like a well-hung fella. (laughs) I'll bet you he is. Um, This person um, had texted us saying, and this is probably a question directed toward you, is the penis not supposed to be like boobs for men? Boobs for men, a handful is enough. A handful is not enough. For for girls, a handful should be enough. Okay, I get what you're saying. Is a handful not Try enough? and translate, because that came out a little weird. I think, yeah, sorry guys, I'm trying to decipher this as we go. Um, I think what they mean is, it's okay if boobies are more than a handful, but it's okay, like that should be, average size should be fine enough. Why do we need more than that? Why do we need more than right? a handful? Thank I think that's, you. I think that's what they mean. Um, this person says, legitimately, I thank you. This is amazing. At least there's a spot for people of that range to meet. Props for that. Appreciate you telling everybody about it. Okay. Okay. As a small peckered person saying thank you. Do you think they have a small pecker? No, or? I don't know. Maybe, just the, maybe they're just thinking about everybody, right? Maybe just the big people. Whether it's length or girth, are just happy to get rid of the rest of us so that they can have all the women who want a big dick to themselves. Like, let's just draw a line in the sand and say, hey, everybody declare what side you're on. You want a big dick or a little dick? Which one? And if you're big dick, you go to this site. And if you're a little dick, you go to this one. Well, and I feel, I do feel bad for men in certain scenarios because with women, for example, let's go ahead and use a boob situation right let's situation so boobs are sometimes big and sometimes average and sometimes small and that's okay and there are men everywhere that like them of all different sizes sure shapes no problem some don't mind if they're big nipples little nipples mosquito bites as they'll call them some don't mind if they're huge but you can see that right off the bat you kind of know that with a with a woman 
you don't know that right off the bat. Every time you're in a new relationship, it's like Christmas morning all over again. You got to unwrap it to see what's in there. And with a guy, he's probably insecure in a way if he thinks, what is she going to think about it? Because she doesn't know until something happens. So it's a, it's different. Yeah, you uh, may think, oh, you can tell by the way they wear their jeans or you can tell by this or that. You can't tell. You can't tell. And by the way, it changes. It evolves. Sometimes you're having a big dick day. Sometimes you're having a small dick day. It just works I'm like sorry, that. I'm sorry, what? That's not a thing. You can have a big dick day. There's days where my pecker sometimes looks bigger than it actually okay. is. Okay, all right. Can I just say for the for the men listening that are feeling insecure or feeling like, oh, God, this is a big thing now. This is a big deal. It mainly has to do with the pants you wear. If you're wearing okay. free pants, maybe your dick's a little bigger. All right. But for the – I have conversations with my girlfriends all the time. We never bring that up. That's no. not a thing we bring up. No. Not size. No. So one of your girlfriends never. gets in a new relationship. It's never once come up. Is he packing? No. Really? Never gets asked around my circles and never gets really talked about. We'll talk about like – Sometimes they'll make a comment like, oh, yeah, we had a good, you know, night or a week or whatever the case is. And that's it. No details needed. Good. I'm good without them. I'm great with you guys not sharing details. I don't need to know. I don't want to know. And a a lot of my cases, I hang out with a lot of couples. So those guys are my friends, too. I don't really want to know. I don't want to know. Don't care to know. Can we talk about their definition of average? So they say average is five and a half inches, which is roughly 14 centimeters. That's roughly half a ruler. That's what I go by. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Erect. Yeah. That's average? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought we were all basically the same. We all look the same at the urinal. (laughs) How hard are you looking? Well, I mean, if you happen to catch a glimpse or whatever, I don't know, maybe you lose your balance. You're like, whoa, shit, I see a stick. They all look roughly the same. Some guys must just be able to... Like, just like they're pumping up a fucking balloon and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It actually is a problem for some people. Oh, I know. Yeah, like some men actually have, they're upset about it. It hurts their sex life and it hurts their partner's sex life. Hey, there's guys out there that are so well endowed. Some girls don't want to touch it. They don't want any part of that. Or men, like in all, in every scenario. It's not easy. I get it. I totally get it. Let me read you a couple of things about this new site, and and I'll give you the address of the site at the end of this segment in case you want to go and sign up. It's out of England. You can only sign up if you're packing less than five and a half inches in your pants. The people behind the site say, quote, just like there are men that are smaller than average, there are women who are smaller than average. They can often find sexual intercourse painful and quote there are also women who have a fetish interest in small guys often they like to play a dominant role so let me you get can't this see straight. my face right now but really that's something deep-seated something traumatizing happened to them right i mean if if your thing is i like to find me a guy with a tiny dick and then dominate the shit out of them. That's not, that's strange, right? Tell me that's not strange. It seems strange to me, Scott. But the, I, it, just, yeah, it seems strange to me. Should there be a different name for a small dick? Like, I feel like if somebody uses the word uh, cock, that means you're packing. 
You don't have a little cock. That that's weird. <laughs> Nobody's a little cock. It's a cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> there, there should be another name for it. What's the web- name of this website here? Okay. What's the I'll, name I'll of the service? What's the name of the service? Because it has a fabulous name. And I think that's exactly the name that we should give it. I just loaded the site up for you on your screen. It is Dinky One. Dinky One. <laughs> if you go to dinkyone.com, you can sign up now. I can't believe this is real. I mean, micro penis. What is that about a micro penis on the screen there? What does that say? Some men have a micro penis, and this is defined by an erect size less than three and a half inches or nine centimeters. If you fall into this group and have struggled with sexual partners in the past, they say you need to try Dinky One. Micro penis is uh that's that's a dinky, right? Like that's that's like an old school that's where this comes from. That's a dinky. You got a dink. Skin and dinky dink. Listen, who or what group of people were sitting around one day? Maybe Dragon's Den was coming by their neck of the woods. Shark Tank was going to make an appearance. They thought, who has an idea? And someone raised their hand and said, a website for small peckers. I thought it was stupid too. But think about the service this is performing. Apparently, there's women out there who like to dominate guys with a dink. I've never heard of that in my life until you just said that. Never heard of that in my life. By the way, do they fuck it? Or do they just like to order it around? (laughs) Are they just there to like slap it with one of those little wands or flick it or what do they do? Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't fucking ask me. You're more of a woman than I am. How would I know? I don't know. That that doesn't seem right to me. Okay, fine. So there's women out there who for that reason or because they have a smaller vagina can't take a big hog. So they like guys with more average sized penises. You're a no-hog kind of girl. Okay, great. This is where you go to find those guys. Find me on Dinky One. Anonymous profiles (sighs) and accounts. If you don't want people to know you've joined, you can be anonymous. The only personal information required to join is an email address. Pictures are optional. You can also opt out of email alerts. If you don't want your partner to find out, you can delete your account with one click. And all data is erased instantly. Because you're secretly looking for someone with a small dick while you're with someone with an average dick? Is that why you make it a secret account? I mean, it could be. Or it could be the relationship is inevitably coming to an end. Maybe not your partner, but you don't want your boss to find out. You're packing a small pecker. I don't know. There's a lot of people that don't want to give give that information (laughs) out. Oh, that's fine. I don't expect people to make it public knowledge. Who puts their face on this website? Yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody is, but it wouldn't surprise me if if you logged in and created an account, all you're going to see is just picture, oh, picture, picture, on. picture, like, picture of small junk. You can go to fucking Craigslist and see that. I'm not. That's to each their own. Listen. To each their own. Dinky one. Go. Maybe you think, because this is what society tells you, oh, a guy with a bigger dick's better. Bullshit. That's bullshit. You should try yourself an average to slightly below average. I'm not necessarily suggesting you hop on top of a micro penis because you'll probably fall off. But maybe you should try an average to slightly below average penis. If you've got this idea in your head that, oh, I want a guy with eight inches. First off, 
why do you want that? Second off, it takes a lot of work to get yourself comfortable with that. Does it not? That's why there's dinky one. I'll bet you guys with a five and a halfer have more virgins than guys with an eight inch. They probably do. Who wants to jump right into the fucking deep end? Maybe you need average. This is a service for you. I'm trying to think of what these models here they have on the main page were thinking that they'd be a part of when they took this photo. Oh, well, obviously they sent in headshots and they got selected for this modeling gig for a new website. They probably thought it was, I don't know, match.com. They thought, they thought at the, this guy, this dude at the, at the worst of it thought this could be for STD prevention or something. Boom. He's on dinky1.com. Do you think he has to be a member to be? A, maybe they just asked no, one of their guys. I was just wondering what was going through this guy's mind when he sees that this is where they used his photo. In any case, there are no restrictions on women to join the site. Guys, you need to have five and a half inches or less if you'd like to put it out there that you are average or slightly below average. There's going to be, be, be warned though, there's going to be some weird people that'll join this that aren't in it for those reasons. Because the reasons behind it, okay, fine. Hard to hard to find people that might be interested, you think, if you're not well endowed. And if you're a woman, you're thinking, okay, this is great. This is my comfort level. But there's going to be some weird fucking people that join. It's not like they're going to go around measuring cocks to get people on this website. They're not. So you Oh, know, sorry, you're six inches. Fuck off. Just like any other website, be careful. Be careful. No headshot. You got to put the head in. No face shots. Don't put your face on it. Don't put your real information on it. But then that said, but then you're going on trying to find someone that none of their info is real. Fuck it. Just go around asking people. There are almost 28,000 signups on this site already. Really? 27% of them are women. Okay. There you go. Okay. Hey, don't bow to the pressure. Gentlemen, just because you're... I don't know, five and a quarter inches. Don't think you're inadequate in some way because you know what you're doing. You you're a you're a fucker. You know what's going on. You can use that thing right. Just because you don't measure up to some of the other guys out there, don't let it discourage you. If nothing else from this conversation, you've learned there's a lot of women out there who want a dink instead of a cock. Are we going with those labels? That's we can good. do it. Sure, we can do it. Fine, 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 fine. Interesting. Okay. You don't find it interesting at all. Well, I'm just curious. I get so skeptical. You seem morbidly curious. I feel No, I just get so skeptical. You know me. I'm such a skeptic. And anything that comes close to April Fool's Day, I'm just like wondering if everyone who signs up, they're just going to get a notification on April 1st like, yeah, you fucking suckers. <laughs> you, you. April Fool's, tiny cock. You prick dick little guy. But maybe it's legit. Maybe it's legit. That's fine. Great. Uh, people are... I don't understand why people are so outraged every time the radio or the TV or the internet says something about COVID-19. Listen, calm the fuck down. Everybody, calm down. If you are afraid of the coronavirus and you're reading all the latest news, as long as you're getting it from relevant good sites like Health Canada or the CDC or whatever, fine. Go ahead. Read all about it. This is a thing and it's going around. But there's a lot of people who seem to spend majority of their day trying to debunk this 
mysterious new virus that's going around. They're saying it's fake news. Oh, the media hype and hysteria. I'm sick and tired of it. Now they canceled the free samples at Costco yesterday. Yeah, they should cancel the free samples because you know what? We don't want food sitting around where people, hundreds of them, are breathing near it. And then you just put it in your fucking mouth. You don't want it. You You don't don't want want it. it. No, you don't. And people are upset that now Jeopardy is going to be filmed not in front of a live studio audience. They're kicking out the crowd. That's right. All over the place. Yep. In the case of Jeopardy in particular, there's a reason for this. Alex Trebek, I think uh, if you follow along with the show, even if you don't, everybody knows Alex Trebek and knows that he is going through, he's had some health issues. Right now, he has a compromised immune system. And with that said, he needs- chemo, that's why. Yeah, it's compromised immune system. Regardless of what it is, if you have one, they are saying- yeah, stay away from all any public gathering like that, any big gathering. Anytime you go to shake someone's hand, stop. So that's it. He's, he's, they're going to avoid him potentially getting sick, so that's fine. I think that's fine. Somebody told me that the San Jose Sharks are probably going to be the first pro sports team to have to play in an empty arena because the county, I guess it is, that they're in, mm-hmm. in California has just said no gatherings over a 1,000 yeah. people. Well, that's the thing. And and the places are the ones that are, are putting down the law here. Um, South by Southwest is a great example. It was actually Austin that said no big gatherings. So South by Southwest, which was supposed to be in Austin, Texas, had to shut her down. Had no choice. So, by the way, I'm not sure they were properly insured for that. I don't know still, but I hear they weren't. So that's going to cost them some money. But the city might help out, apparently. Uh, I mean, and this could trickle, this could trickle down to, uh, to us here in Canada. We don't know. So far, nothing major here in Canada as of right now, as of today, as we're doing this podcast, nothing major is changing. They asked the health minister about this, though, just yesterday. Hey, are we going to start restricting large gatherings? Are we going to put a cap on how many people can be in the same place at the same time? For example, we've got music festivals coming up all summer long. Mm-hmm. We have hockey games and basketball games and lacrosse games happening all over the place. Are we going to have to restrict how many people can go in or just not let anybody go in? She said, right now, there are no plans to do that. We will take our direction from our medical professionals, not necessarily what the rest of the world is doing. Okay, there you go. But the leagues themselves could make that decision. It could be the NHL that says, you know what? All of our games are going to be played in an empty arena. And NHL has already openly said that they're talking about it. Um, So has uh, the NBA. I think we all know that because LeBron James lost his shit on that on Friday. LeBron James is an idiot. I mean, I like LBJ, but that was such a short-sighted thing to say. Oh, well, if the fans aren't there, I'm not going to play. Well, number one, playoffs are coming up and the Lakers are in first place. So that's bullshit. If there's an NBA game, you're playing in it. That's just the way it works. Couldn't they just reschedule it anyway if, say, that happens at the Lakers stadium, but they can go play in another one? Can't they just reschedule it so that they play every game in the other one? It's shit for Lakers fans, just as an example. I don't think it's... But can't they just do that? It's not LeBron James' decision. No, of course it isn't. He's not the bigger than the game, and frankly, this is just the way it is in a public health crisis. There's 622 people in America, 627 people now in America that are infected, 22 deaths so far. That's not a comfortable number. Mm -hmm. People are worried. We have 35 here in Ontario, one Canadian death so far, and that was just yesterday. God only knows what's going to happen. 
Frankly, if Austin Matthews were to draw a line in the sand and say, yeah, I'm not going to play if there's no fans. Yeah, okay, keep sucking the fans off. That's great, good for you, but at the end of the day, it's not up to you. Frankly, you're not a scientist, you're not a doctor. Just get out there and do your job, whether there's fans there or not. Let the league, let the team explain it. You just go play what you're paid to do. Right. Um, It's easy for the NBA. It's easy for the NHL. I mean, they don't rely on how many butts are in seats to make their revenue because they've got such great... TV deals and radio deals and things like that. Endorsements all over the place. Yep. I feel bad for some of the secondary sports. For example, MLS soccer. A large chunk of their revenue comes from seats they sell. Same with the National Lacrosse League. The CFL season is going to be starting in just a few months. Some of the second tier leagues, eh, I worry about them. They could be in serious trouble. Anyway, stop shitting all over people that are asking legitimate questions and stop shitting on us every time we do a COVID-19 story. Sometimes we just have to do them. Hey, the fact that Starbucks isn't taking reusable cups anymore, yeah, that's something you might want to know. So we put it out there. Don't blame us. Phone Starbucks and complain if you've really got yeah. that big an issue with it. Look at me. Leave the media alone. <laughs> Leave us alone. No, it's true. <laughs> and people forget about it, but it is infiltrating absolutely everything. Phone Scott Disick if you want to bitch about something. He just started a clothing line based on it. It's barely a clothing line, by the way. He's got a couple of pieces that say, please wash your hands on them. <laughs> and those should be worn all the time. Let's remind people all the time to be diligent. Actually, I've been hand washing so much, I don't even wear my rings right now. Really? Yeah. Well, I've got two little kids, too. God forbid if I bring home some... And by the way, this is not because of coronavirus. I'm just thinking it is cold and flu season. I know a couple people that were sick. I went to a couple birthday parties the last couple weeks, and I just don't want to take too many chances. So I wash their hands constantly. I wash my hands constantly. My little one's potty training. With all of that, I wash my hands a lot. So I just took all my rings off. Apple has amended their guidelines officially now on iPhone maintenance to say that customers can use disinfecting wipes and isoprofol alcohol to clean their device. Okay. I guess before it was against the warranty. If you tried to clean it with alcohol, you were voiding the warranty. Now they're saying, go ahead and do it. A uh, couple more things here before we get to the replay of yesterday's missed connections. Today is National Landline Telephone Day. 40% of people have used a landline in the past few days. That surprises That's me. That's got to be at work. I think that's got to be a work thing. Has to you be. don't do it at home. Nobody has a landline at home except for like maybe grandma still has one. Old people have them. Yeah. My, my dad's got a landline and I said to him, the fuck are you paying this bill every month? Why? He's like, well, uh, it comes with the price. It's because uh, Which- I, I have a home, so I'm going to have a home phone. <laughs> like, yeah, but your phone is your phone. You don't need a home phone. Phone's a phone. If I phone you, I phone you on the phone yeah. that you're going to answer. Not the one you're going to answer if you happen to be home and near the phone. Yeah. Yeah, grandma and grandpa have got a landline. Yeah. They love it. Yep. 25% of people haven't used a landline in at least six months. 2% have never used a, a landline telephone. Ever? Never. Yeah. I mean, if you're young enough, uh, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. 49% of people over 55 have used a landline versus just 15% of people under 24. You know, it's kind of funny. If we were to bring on a millennial and sit them at one of those desks over there in the sales office, there's nothing on it right now except for a phone. They might need to ask some questions about how that phone works. Never thought about that. But to be honest with you. Where's the send button? What what do I press after I I dial the numbers? I'll be honest with you. I would need help. No. Yes. Other than picking up and if it was, uh, depending on what I was doing on it, yeah. 
I I don't use I don't use them. I use them in the studio, but the studio is a little bit different. It just blinks and then you hit the button and that's that. I feel like it got if it got complicated, I had to transfer people or I might need a minute. It's been a long time. Finally. How long would you have to know somebody before you could label them best friend? Uh, many, many years, I suppose. I mean, I had best friends growing up that were my best friends in like elementary school and stuff, but I have best friends now and I, I, I they're 100%. Like they are there for me. Like we are best friends. It's You're ride or die. Yeah. And, and we've known each other for 27 years. I want to say now 28 years, maybe it takes four years of knowing someone before they can be considered a best friend. That's according to a new survey. And they asked a whole bunch of things. Like, what do you have to go through? What does someone have to do? What kind of a gauntlet do they have to run before they can be a best friend? Number one answer. You've got to go through a traumatic experience together. What if you don't have a lot of traumatic experiences? Then what? Okay, it could be, it could be a, anything from getting fired to a death in the family to the loss of a pet to okay. getting yeah. arrested. Great. You got to go through something like that. But 34% said you've got to go on a vacation or a road trip together for them to earn best friend status. I don't think, no, that's not true. I have been away with anybody that would even be close to best friend status. I've been away with every mm. single one of them. Maybe there is something to that. You got to talk on the phone. 33% say you've got to talk on the phone. I don't talk on the phone with a lot of my friends. There's a couple of girlfriends I have that only phone me, only phone me. But the rest of them, we text. I text too. But I think where the difference is, is if my phone rang and it was their number, I'm answering that call. Yeah. Anybody else calls, fuck off. How'd you get this number? I don't want to talk to anybody. Don't phone me. It says right on my voicemail. Don't even leave me a message. Just text me. But if it's a good friend, I'm answering the call. Invite them to every party you throw. Work parties included. I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't like to mix my groups. I've got groups. I don't like to mix them. I've got a group of girlfriends from college. I've got a group of girlfriends from elementary school. I've got a group of girlfriends that I got closer with in high school. And I don't really mix and mingle them. I think for my 30th birthday, I did invite them all. But that's it. Not every party I've ever had. I do separate parties for separate groups. Okay, but don't you think that maybe high school best friends and elementary school best friends might get along? They all went to high school together, but they don't really talk to each other. Oh, I've got a group of six that I've known since kindergarten that also went to high school with me. I've also got a group of girlfriends I got closer with in high school that went to a different elementary school. You are I'm li- friends with. You're the common denominator. Yeah. You're the glue that holds I, the whole society together. I, I notice that every time we get together because one will ask me, you know, hey, how's Michelle doing? And I'll tell them how Michelle's doing because they don't really talk to Michelle, but they ha- all have each other on Facebook. They're all friendly friends, but they're not like we get together, whereas those the rest of them don't get together. The things that people would be willing to do for their best friend. These numbers are shocking. Bail them out of jail. First off, if my best friend calls me and says, I got arrested. Great. No problem. Let me know uh, which police station you're at. I'm going to make a few calls and I'll be there in a few minutes. Bail's five grand. You going to do it? Done. I'll put it on a credit card. I'll put it on a line of credit. I'll do whatever I have to do, but I'm getting them out of jail. Great. 43% say they would bail a friend out of jail. Only 43% are saying, nope, you're not spending a night there. 
Is there any asterisk to that where it's like, depending on the crime at all, like what if your best friend got into some really bad shit and you're like, maybe they need to learn a little lesson here? Okay, I don't think I would leave them in jail to make them learn a lesson. I think if it's a bailable offense, I should bail them out. If it's murder or uh, aggravated assault and they're holding you until you can see a judge, I don't think I'm going to bail them out there or even try. But I mean, I don't know. Uh, public intoxication? Ah, fuck. Ah, yeah. We've all been there. I'll be there soon you with three grand. Scallywag. Oh, I get it. You accidentally pulled your pants down in the park. Okay, well, indecent exposure is never good, but I get it. I'll go and, uh, and bail you out. Yeah, gotcha. That sort of shit. I gotcha. Would you travel across the country for him? Let's say, for example, you're my best friend, Kat, and I got to go out to Vancouver for a funeral and I just want some moral support so I asked my bestie to come with me. Are you flying out to Vancouver with me? I probably would not. Only 42% would. Yeah, I probably would not. That's a big ask. That's a big ask. Unless you know that person doesn't have much on the go. You know what I mean? But for someone who's got family and obligations and a job that needs to be where they are, asking someone to fly with you somewhere or even go on a long, long road trip and say, I need you there, though. Well, can't can I be here there for you here? Like, why don't you come back and then you can stay with me for a while. Once you're back from the funeral, let's say that's what it was, stay with me. Let me take care of you for a bit. But I don't want to fucking fly out to Vancouver for a funeral. You go to Vancouver, load me up on Skype, and we can both look at the body together. We can talk. We can. Yes, absolutely. Uh. It'll be. Weird for everybody. Good friend. Uh, two more. Would you lie for them? Uh, I suck at lying. I am a bad liar. I can't lie. Bad at it. Not good. I believe you. Yeah, I'm not good. I would probably tell them, don't pick me. Pick somebody else. That's a different friend who will do that for you Because just because I suck at it. It's not like the intent isn't there to want to help you. I'm, I suck at it. Let me give you a for instance. And actually, these two kind of tie in together. 35% said they would keep a secret for their best friend. 33%, so slightly less, said they would lie for them. Best friend comes to you. Hey, can't tell you what's going on, but I just need you to do this. If my husband asks, you and I were together last oh, night. Oh, man. That person would be so rude to put you in that predicament. Are you keeping that secret and are you going to lie for them? I would tell them point blank. I don't lie. I don't lie. I don't lie. So if the, he asks, if he comes to, I won't say a word, but if he comes to me asking, did you stay over here? I'm going to be honest and say, no, I'm not lying. I don't lie. Okay. Let's say, for example, it's a little white lie. Bestie comes to you and says, cat, my husband's going to be pissed. I just spent $300 on this new pair of shoes. Now I have the money, but if it comes up, they were a gift from you. Are you going to tell that lie? Oh, that's a good one. I feel like I could get away with that one a little bit more. Um, yeah, I think I could get away with that. You'll tell if that lie. If it was lie. my best friend and I really, but I mean, I'd question her though. That said, I would go a little deeper into that. Like, why do you need to lie about purchasing something for yourself? I would try to be a friend in that way and try to get her out of having to lie like that. Third example of a lie. Tell me if you're going to keep this secret or if you're going to lie for them. You and your girlfriend got a little tipsy. The conversation went a little sideways. And the husband flat out asks you, did she tell you that I got a micro penis? <laughs> you know he's got a micro penis. I laugh my ass off. 
Are you lying to say no? I, I didn't know. No, yeah, that would be an awkward situation all around. Yeah, so I'd like I'm sorry, I can't hear you over this noise. Gotta go. Bye. I would avoid, 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 and awkwardly leave. I would just not even answer. That's basically if you don't an answer. answer. <laughs> if you don't answer, it's not lying and it's not telling the truth, right? So can I just walk away? I want to walk away. Avoid the situation at all costs. Yeah. When the subject of his penis comes up. Thanks for listening, everybody. This was a lot of fun. If you want to weigh in on this or anything else, you can DM us at Scott Fox on air or at Cat on air on Instagram. Remember, that's Cat with a K. You can hit our website, www.scottandcat.ca. And, oh, subscribe. Please, we would love that. Subscribe, follow, depending on the platform you're on. We would like to thank you once again for your patience because we could not put out a brand new podcast yesterday. Thus, here you are, friends. Thus, Thus, here we are. And I know, you like that? Good. Yeah. Uh, Here are the missed connections from Monday. Missed connections. I'm going to connect you with the person who's looking for you. Hey, you never know. It could be about you. This one is called The Waitress at the Pool Hall. Man for Woman. My buddy and I came in, both very, very inebriated, and started playing pool. I asked if you were any good and told you I might need your help to win. You served us, I could tell reluctantly, and I know it was a weak way to try to get my foot in the door, but I really would love to take you out for dinner. The opportunity never came to me because you came over to let us know there was a noise complaint. I asked you to point out who it was, and yes, things got out of hand. Yeah. That's a bad idea to tell them who made the noise complaint because that never ends well. I didn't mean to start a fight with the pool cue. (laughs) That was not the real me. When I'm not hammered, I'm about 1,000 times more shy. After the guy threw the ball at us, you and your manager kicked us all out. Unfortunately, my ban means I cannot go back in and ask for your number. So here I am. Well, this is the problem when you're trying to pick up the waitress and then start a fight and get barred. You can't try and pick up the waitress. The The job is basically done at this point. Did you at least give her a good tip? <laughs> at least? Hey, Mr. Bouncer. Hey, when you wipe my blood off of your fists, can you give this to the waitress? <laughs> Jeez. So you got mad that somebody complained about the noise when you admit you were drunk when you went in. Then you attacked him with a pool cue, so they chucked a pool ball at you. Really? It's about to be a pool fight. This is how you wanted Friday night to go down. That's a dangerous situation. Are they going to have to start chaining the pool cues to the tables yes. now? Yep. And the balls are going to be on some kind of a Going string. forward, all pool cues will be made of rubber. Because <laughs> of one jerk. He ruined it for the rest of everybody else. We just played pool like normal people. I don't think there is a graceful way to get thrown out of a bar and banned from coming back. No, it's fine. I wanted to leave too. Anyway, that's fine. I wanted my picture on the wall that said, (laughs) do not enter. Do not let in. (laughs) Joke's on you. That's what I wanted. It's funny that he thinks the waitress might still be interested in him after she watched him attack somebody with a pool cue and then get thrown out. Dude. Dude. Well, just, just move on. Move on. And next time, no tequila for you. Uh, This one's called the Hotel Goddess. Man for woman. I bring food to people's rooms for a living. 
It's a downtown hotel. And at risk of losing my job, and even posting this, I will not say what hotel. You allowed me to come into the room and set up your breakfast. I thought it was your husband whom you were with. Not sure. You had a ring on anyway. It looked like you two had a lovely evening and one of those mornings where you just don't want to get out of bed. You were pretty. Naturally. You came to the door wearing sheets and little lamb slippers you seemed to bring from home. You were striking. I've seen pretty women, especially at this particular hotel. But while your husband was in the shower, I've never had one do this. As I was finishing taking the top off your pancake platter, I turned around to find you drop the sheets to the floor. You stood in front of me fully nude, and my mind went blank. My first instinct was to look away and yell sorry on my way out the door. But I did notice you winked as you picked the sheets back up, and I slammed the door shut. You slipped a 50 underneath the door. It all happened so fast, I feel like it was a dream. So I guess this is a thank you. I'm not sure if I should start something here or put an end to it, but I'm sorry to the dude who you were with that likely had no idea you gave me a show in the main room. Girl does it to a guy in a hotel room. And that's fine. And she's a good tipper. Ah. Guy does it to a girl in a park and he's a pervert. <laughs> Double standard. Of course, it's a double standard. This guy seems interested, too. But he was like, girl had a dude in the shower? Yeah. And she's just like, well, I already shaved and pruned. Here you go. <laughs> Might as well not let it go to waste. Something so sexy about a man who brings pancakes in the morning. He makes a good point. Maybe those two weren't even married. I mean, we don't even know. Could have been Maybe. like a hookup kind of situation, like a Ashley Madison or a Tinder type meeting. I'm sure you see all kinds, right? Especially when you work at hotels. You see all kinds. Sure. And maybe you place your own little bets, like think they're actually together, think this is a one-night hookup, think they're cheaters. Think the Lord of Room Service. <sighs> I don't know. That's funny that she had the guy in the shower. Like, was she just hoping that he would be in the shower for a little longer? Was she going to try and do something with the the what, bellhop guy? What did he? Ex what did she expect the guy to do? Maybe she didn't want to tip. She ended up giving him some money anyway. But maybe she thought, nah, I don't. I don't really want to give away this cash. Sounds like she wanted the tip. Peekaboo. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like she that's wanted what she wanted tip. it. Yeah. The other way around, right? Yeah. Yeah. In any case, um, yeah, dude, I don't blame you for putting out a little missed connection there. Go ahead. Seems like she was kind of interested, bud. Shoot her, shoot their shot. And it seems like you got a shot. Sure. Oh, I dropped the sheets. Whoopsie. It's funny oh, was... sorry. I love how he said sorry. Like, did you rip the sheets off? No, dude. She she threw them to the floor. Stand... Why are you apologizing? Standing there nude in what? Lamb slippers? In the little lamb slippers. <laughs> Who goes on a hookup in a hotel and brings her own slippers? I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing.